the Sport Industry Access Podcast, Episode 18. What skills do you need to be a gym instructor in the fitness industry? Welcome to another episode of the Sport Industry Access Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bowers. As always, my goal each week is to provide you a special guest who will inspire and encourage you to be the best you can be in your profession, especially if you're interested in pursuing a career in the fitness industry. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Ollie Hall. Ollie is the head coach and co-founder of Leviathan Fitness. In this episode, Ollie shares his career journey and explains the core skills you need to be a gym instructor in the fitness industry. Ollie, it's great to have you on the show. Please can you share your sports career journey to the listeners? When did it all start? Hi, Ed. Um, so my start into the um, industry was from a very young age. I, I bring it all the way back from, from about six or so. I remember always being the fat kid at school. I was pretty obese for most of my life, I remember. It was all because of family issues I had at the time, and I remember ballooning up to my my biggest size when I was twelve. I weighed sixteen stone, about five foot three, and about forty six inch waist. So I was a big, big boy at that time. And yeah, I, I put it all down to family problems that I had and stuff. And I remember just I was out of school from twelve or thirteen because of the issues. And when I finally got into school, I actually realised how big I was being at school I didn't know anyone didn't have any friends and so I kind of didn't know what I was to compare myself to at that age so when I finally got into school I was like wow I'm big like I just finally realized and so it took a long time to kind of motivate myself from there but I remember one day when I was about 13 I just for some reason got off the sofa and started doing some exercises like some press-ups some squats some sit-ups Looking back, they're probably the worst form. I did about three of them before I passed out, probably at that kind of fitness level. And then just throughout that day, I just did a few more, and then the next day I did a few more. And then about six to eight months after that, I lost six stone, went down from 46 to 32 waist. And I think for the first time in my life, I felt like I was in control of my body and not the other way around. And it, it gave me confidence. It gave me some sort of like power that I felt that I had never had before in my life. And yeah, I, I felt like a completely new person. And then from that point, it was, I remember the first day I went into that school and everyone was like, wow, he's big, you know, looking and you get the eyes and especially being the new boy, it's already hard. And then six months after that, having the same eyes look again and being the same kind of shock and amazement because of how different I was. Um, from that point on, it was about a year after that, I kind of maintained about the 10 stone. And then I joined a gym locally to my school and started training there. And again, looking back, worst form, I had no idea. I didn't know what I was doing. I had no programs, no training. I just kind of went around on machines and did stuff and didn't really know what to do. But it took me a long time to kind of understand what I was doing wrong and try to figure out what I wanted to do and what my goal was. And then I finally found 
powerlifting and strongman kind of strengthening has always felt like I was good at strong stuff anyway being at that weight of being 16 stone you can play rugby and no one's going to take you out especially at that age and that got me into powerlifting and I think from that point on I just started to get an idea of training and a principle to follow and some sort of guidance so from that point I, I in the gym I was about 15 or so and about 16 I was getting pretty big lifts my records were a 220 kilo deadlift wow. at about 16 17 and then I had a 190 kilo squat and a 140 kilo bench press and I was just about to compete in powerlifting when I got my first really big injury which was a collapsed lung which I got from training unfortunately so everyone takes the mick of that you know the trainer who collapses lung training too hard which is always fun but I then um, happened again a year later so only about two three years ago I collapsed my lung and it was a serious one now this time I was in hospital for three years and I just had to give up on powerlifting I couldn't compete I couldn't try and compete because of the strain it put my body in you know I, I to this day I've still got residual issues from that and as, as much as I've fixed and healed and it shouldn't collapse again it's it meant that I had to change my career from more sporting into a more of a coaching type role wow that's a really moving story Oliver in regards to gosh your experience was there a moment let's say when you're recovering where you decided I would like to do this from a career perspective after that well it all started actually before then I when I was about six months or so into the powerlifting, I was, you know, raising a few heads and I was at the gym and we were looking around. Going, he's, he's young, but he's lifting a lot. And people were quite amazed. And um, it was one day I actually spoke to one of the trainers that had come up to me and said, oh, so, you know, what are you doing? I was like, oh, i just doing some like powerlifting training. I, it's what I try and do and I enjoy it. And they said, oh, well, you, you know, you're doing well. Do you find it interesting to train and stuff? I was like, yeah, it's, it's, it's something I'd like to pursue further because it's the one thing at that time in my life I really felt was something I was able to do more than the rest and because I was overcoming everything beforehand. It um, developed from there that I was actually offered a job to work in the gym, which was great for me because I got through gym membership. And on the time there, I got my qualifications. I got my level two gym instructor, which is when I was then allowed to work in the gym. And then from that point, it went into doing my ice indoor cycling instructing course, my circuit training course, um, Tabata protocol training, and most recently my CrossFit level one course which I find has really helped kind of grow my experience and so yeah in the last five years since I started working in the gyms and stuff I think that it's been um, a journey in its own way it's been like a second journey you know the first journey was me losing all that weight and trying to develop it and now a new journey of understanding why I did that and how it happened and how I can help others with that knowledge I've now gained and accumulated over the years. Sounds like as you sort of said the first half was more of a personal goal and where you want to establish yourself now. Just relating to that experience again with regards from a fitness point of view, how has it developed during those last five years? So the industry is, um, it's it's slow, but it is, it is changing, I'd say, significantly, and it's going to be more so the next five to ten years. It's one I see a huge development. You kind of still have, at least when I started, the kind of 80s gym. Nothing's really changed since the 80s. You know, the Arnold days of going in the gym, iron, and you get machines and you, you go on a machine, you do 10 reps, and you do it three times, you, you do your three sets. And that's kind of how it's always maintained. But I think things, especially now like CrossFit and Tough Mudder, all these now events and sports that are kind of popping up, we're finding a change from 
conventional weight training and cardio and we're turning it into more functional fitness and i think that's what's growing exponentially i mean you look at the changing in gyms at the moment if you, how many classes you go nowadays are boot camp classes high intensity interval training classes body conditioning classes metabolic conditioning all of these are becoming more strength and conditioning type training and i think that's what we've tried to develop and grow from and i think that some of that is probably from crossfit i think that crossfit's taken such a huge um stride in the world and it's gone it's skyrocketed over the last five years at least that you know nearly every country in the world now is doing crossfit you get tens of thousands of boxers all around the usa and now it's growing more in the uk and i think in the next five years we're going to have triple the amount of boxes we're gonna have thousands of boxes all around london and uk that's really interesting it sort of relates to today's main topic from your opinion what core skills do you need to be able to work in the fitness industry i think the first kind of skill is you need to have some sort of experience yourself personally like myself you know you have to have some sort of journey you went through to really understand fitness you can't just one day decide to be a gym instructor you need to have some sort of interest some passion to grow from as a platform it's like your foundations you need to have a foundation of passion which you can then really apply yourself and can you want to learn you need to really learn and you know i'm not just talking about doing qualifications but i mean going out there and reading books you know whatever it might be you could read 100 books and you might find some bits that you pick and choose from all of those but in the end you're going to learn so much from that i think you need to be someone who's willing to put in extra hours especially with clients if you want to do personal training you can get some tricky clients, but sometimes those tricky clients are the ones that really push you to make yourself better. And I mean, in my case, I've had some clients who have certain injuries that makes it hard to train them conventionally. So you've got to think outside the box with what you can teach them, what's effective, what's safe, and what's worthwhile for them to do. After that, I think you need to have some sort of empathy and some sort of understanding of these people that are coming to you for guidance and advice with that you need to think in if you were in their place what would you want to do what would you find effective there's there's, there's no point me making up some sort of program for a client who hates running and hates most forms of cardiovascular and i just do complete cardiovascular work with them you've got to try and pick and choose what you want to do you want to make something that's interesting for them to keep coming back so you really have to think about them as a person and not just as a client, you need to think about what they want to do. I think you just highlight a few key areas. One, having that sort of self-independence of your own learning. And two, the client is always right in regards to how you can improve them in, from a fitness perspective, but also a mental perspective as well. You touched on it very, very uh, small in regards to the qualifications. Can you explain to the listeners what qualifications you need to be a gym instructor? So the beginning qualification you need, you need to have a level two gym instructor. You can go, you can Google um, level two gym instructor and you'll find dozens of different awarding bodies and organizations that will help you go through that. You can, um, the best thing to do is try and work in a gym in some capacity, whether it's working on reception, in sales, just supervising um, the gym, not actually working as such, but you know, being, following someone else as like a mentor to you that's how I first started for the first few months of while I was getting my qualification I was working underneath someone so I was accompanying them understanding things and I think that that's quite an important role to play with everything and once you get your level two that's the beginning you can go into your level three personal training course that will then enable you to become a personal trainer and do one-on-one training with clients but you can take many different options you can do 
fitness training classes. So you can do things like spin or you can do boot camp. You could do Zumba. You can do all these different things that are more inclusive of other people as well. You know, you can train up to you can train up to twenty to thirty people in a class with these classes with these um awards that you do. It's it's quite hard to sometimes choose what you want to do because it's so expansive. I mean, you can get now courses and modules. And modules are a smaller version. So instead of doing a big course like your level two or level three or even level four, which is when you train other trainers, you can do modules for training systems like the TRX, kettlebell training, boxing, Olympic weightlifting. And these are sometimes week weekday, weekend workshops that you'll do which will take a day or two. For example, like my CrossFit course, that was a two-day course on the weekend. Um, I think you actually learn a lot more from those, especially, and you do a lot of those because you can get so much more under your belt. You can show that as a, on your portfolio. You can say to a client, I'm trained in this, 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 and this. And it means that you have so much more knowledge than someone else, and you might be able, you might be able to take certain bits from each course and apply that to one client. In your opinion, is it more about the quantity of these qualifications or the quality? It varies. Some places um, I've I've tried to work out before. They don't like certain types of qualifications because they are. It it's it all depends on the ability of the training body. You've got to really look at it and see what places and uh, what employees will want. So it's sometimes you know you can't most gyms now want you to have a level three build training course as well because it's that adaptability of you're also a gym instructor so you can work on the gym floor you can maintain the gym floor you can help do um inductions for new clients for new clients they also want someone who can do classes because then they can do lunchtime spin or boot camp or evening classes and then they're also going to have a personal trainer because that's another big thing the industry has nowadays and that's a big money maker for industries and big large uh, leisure centers so some of the courses you need to do i definitely think well of course the first thing you'll do is level two after that go straight into another course and then after that go straight on the course and just keep going as far as you can until you feel like you have enough knowledge to give someone else but there's so many there's hundreds of courses you can do nowadays i don't really think you can stop also i think also relates to experience as well would you mind explaining to the listeners what you're doing at the moment with regards to your new gym that you've just set up so our new gym, Leviathan Fitness Limited, we basically take loads of little bits from other training platforms and other methodologies. So like we try and do some CrossFit inspired workouts. We do Olympic weightlifting. We do strength and conditioning, metabolic conditioning. You name it, we do it. We um, work in Chiswick and we have a space there. And it's we, we try and steer clear of the whole ledger center type training we don't have resistance machines one of our motors is we don't have machines we are machines that's one of our phrases that we like to use sometimes and the idea is that we like functionality and efficiency above all else we want equipment we have equipment for example barbells and free weights that we can do 20 30 40 50 different exercises with instead of having 50 machines we have one piece and that does it all and that means that we can modify our training for each client we have or each person in one of our sessions and our classes so that it's effective for them we try and really work on the idea that you don't do similar workouts you do something that's always going to challenge you always going to have an impact upon you you know one week we may do olympic weightlifting as our main element of a workout next week we're doing laps of the running track outside week after that we may be pushing our sled 
you know for a mile or so it's it's loads of different things and elements that come together to create someone who has ability in every domain of fitness so we try and train people to have speed strength power agility accuracy coordination mobility all of those create the full package so with regards to the fitness size is it just for individuals or is this more relating to group sessions so we prefer to train people in groups um if you if you if you go to the gym yourself you sometimes feel if you go there and you're not really feeling like that you've had a hard day at the office it's busy it's late the gym is crowded you're not going to really want to train as hard as you can for some people who are competitive out there i know myself i get quite competitive in training and i feel that i work a lot harder with someone else there whether or not it's because i want to beat them or because there's some sort of pressure involved with the training in a, in a nice way we're not trying to say we peer pressure people to do workouts but we try and help people through motivation you know if you have a group of other 10 other people around you and they're all finishing it and you're exhausted you still want to finish it and they come around they tell you come on keep going keep going don't give up yet keep moving we're almost finished it's such a rush to have all those people around you and help you and help each other and so we try and create these bonds of people in classes sort of a community exactly spirit. a community that's exactly what we want we want communities with our training and that means people consistently train and they don't fall out and they keep turning up they come back for classes they want more and more and it creates a network of people that you wouldn't otherwise meet i mean we've had people that you know wouldn't meet in normal circumstances but they create good friendships and it's all about having somewhere where you feel you have a place you know you can actually say you go there this is something that you do and something you want to do and something that people that want you to be there sounds really re rewarding just relating to your day-to-day -day job can you just explain what your main role is at the moment oh, blimey. Main, main, my main job is probably cleaning with all these people we have turning up, you know, it's, it's there's a lot of cleaning involved, um, keeping the place in order. You'd be surprised how many people leave weights all around the place. And when you've just had free weights, it's a lot harder that way. You've got big 25 kilo plates all over the floors. You've got battle ropes everywhere, here and everywhere. We've got the sled. I often find in weird places. But yeah, it's about maintaining the, the sites, keeping it good. You know, if you've got someone turning up, you want to make it like it's a nice place to go. And after that i deal with a lot of memberships so keeping up to date with the bills and the payments the procedures involved what we can do to make it better and then after that um, we do a lot of work with marketing advertising what we can do to reach other members what we can do different in our training what people like what we don't like it's um yeah it's quite a big job when you run your own company in that sense and you've got to really appeal to all the different people and train try and find something they all want to do out of interest, have you found it with regards to a business perspective of running your own gym? I spent five years working in and out of different gyms and fitness centers. I think that I, I enjoyed it and I think I definitely needed that experience to work underneath someone and understand and guide on what to do, what not to do, what works, what doesn't work. But I feel like it's now a time where I've learned a lot. I'm not saying I've finished learning, but I've learned a lot and I've learned enough to find something within the market that we haven't otherwise got right now you know you go down the road and everyone can find a gym and they're all about you know you turn up you train on your own you leave you clock in for an hour or so you know you go in you go out that's the normal gym i'm trying to build upon the idea of having these training groups these bonds as you will these classes that we all come together and have a community that's what's missing from the fitness industry um I feel like we just try to 
make sure that we can get the most to our clients and yeah that's kind of what we do sounds really interesting just on a personal note though what do you enjoy the most from your work you're doing oh what do i enjoy the most um i enjoy the classes especially teaching and doing them it's sometimes hard you might find some trainers who do the workouts with the classes you can't you kind of be careful with some classes if you've got something really hard and you know you're going to be exhausted you want to be able to still supervise that class you still want to be able to go around stop for a second check on other people and make sure they're safe and effective you know they're doing it correctly if you're doing it yourself that's pretty tricky so i try and avoid working out in the classes as such and do more of a kind of observing role and supervising um yeah, classes, teaching them are really fun. I'm quite sadistic, so putting people through pain is a is a, is a fun time for me. And uh, I, I think it's helpful to have someone motivating. And it feels good that you design a program or you design a workout and someone's finishing it and they enjoy it. And it's, it's, it's kind of a... It feels good to help someone in that way. Otherwise, other stuff I enjoy. I really enjoy um, marketing, thinking about what we can do, what we can expand upon, brainstorming ideas with the rest of the guys in the team. And I think that it's something that's really rewarding because it shows progression on our side of what we can now do compared to what we used to do and how we can build upon it. Absolutely right. And from my side of things, marketing is always ongoing, but that's where you get the new ideas. And I feel like we're at a great stage of the interview where I'd like to finish with an inspirational question. What advice would you give to students who want to pursue a career in the fitness industry? What advice? Um, I think you really need to find something you're passionate about. That is the foundation of all training. You know, you need to find something that you really enjoy and that will show, that will come through to other people. That will come through to your clients. If you show that you love what you do and you find a personal interest out of what it is you teach or you advise, that's one of the biggest things. You can't fake it. You have to really want to do something. You have to really want to train people. You really have to want to put them through workouts you want to help these people and i think that's the beginning thing if you haven't got a passion it's going to be tricky for you but find that passion in whatever it is whether it's in normal gym training bodybuilding crossfit you know any any sport in particular really find a passion get qualified do it and keep going with your learning don't give up don't stop learning once you finish your courses go find some books to read there's many there's thousands and thousands of different things you can read out there and each one of them will give you something that you wouldn't otherwise have, some sort of information. Ollie, that is great. I hope the listeners take that on board. How can people interact with you? So if you want to interact with us, we're big on social media. Um, our Twitter is at Leviathan Limited. Our Instagram is Leviathan Fitness Limited. And our website is www.leviathanfitness.co.uk. That is great, Ollie. To all the listeners out there to connect with Ollie in regards to what he's doing, I highly recommend it. You can head to my website relating to this post. Ollie, it's been great chatting with you today. Thanks, Ed. Thank you very much. What a really interesting career journey from Ollie. What I learned the most from today's interview was how Ollie has used adversity to his advantage. With regards to external factors such as family issues and bullying when he was younger. And it just shows how fitness can be a tool to create new opportunities in the future i.e. his career and passion with regards to the fitness industry. And to anybody who wants to work in this industry, but most importantly wants to pursue a career as a gym instructor, I hope you really took some of Ollie's points on board and apply it to your career journey. 
As always, at the end of each interview, I like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Ollie said, do something you really enjoy that will come through to others. In life, there are times where we always think about the external factors with regards to money, making people happy, but not yourself. But really, whatever you succeed in your life, you've got to enjoy it because by enjoying what you do, it creates new opportunities, but most of all success within yourself.